It's time to line them up. Opening lines, line moves, and how money is moving the sports betting market. Line them up with Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Get ready to place your bets. It is that time in the morning. It's time to line them up here. Becky Aldelia presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Thursday morning. Thursday night football tonight with the Bengals and the Jaguars. Ed Egros of FanDuel will join us coming up in about 20 minutes. 20 minutes on the NFL. And Alex Kolodege of the Action Network on college football a little bit over an hour from now. But let's dive into some games we like, angles we like for week four uh, in this slate here. And I don't think this is a particularly easy slate. I, you know, some weeks it's like, all right, that looks good. That You've got three or four or five games you like. This week I, I think is harder. So let's find some angles we like, and maybe we'll push us to taking the game or maybe just staying away from the game. Aaron, we'll start with you. Giants-Saints. The Giants are a mess right now. The Saints, your Saints, are looking pretty good at 2-1. <laughs> and one. What's your thought on this game? Yeah, no surprise that I'm starting here, right? So we've been talking about how successful teasers were last week, and and there's some good options this week. um, We broke it down yesterday. We've been talking about it a lot. We don't know if the trend will continue. Hopefully it seems like it might. So I think I'm going to put the Saints in a two-team six-point teaser maybe even with the Bengals. Um, but the Saints, you know, they, they've been a difficult team to read at this point. Offensively, they look like they're figuring things out. Jameis Winston a little inconsistent to start the season, but I think um, the more successful version of him is going to show up this week. Uh, New Orleans has the second worst passing attack in football, but I just don't really see how they don't beat the Giants this week. Um, the Giants are just playing ugly. Daniel Jones, if you look at the quarterbacks, Jameis Winston is better than Daniel Jones. So I just think the Saints, I don't see how they lose this game. They're also coming back home. They have not been playing home at home in a while. They haven't played at home in front of their fans. We've been talking about how home field advantage has really not been a factor, but I think the Superdome in New Orleans is one of those places where it is a slight advantage. So give me the Saints. I'm putting them in a teaser. Haven't nailed that down yet, possibly with the Bengals. Yeah, I think the teaser is the way to go if you're going to take this. I I think the number is too big. Now it's moved. I think it was seven and a half. It's moved to seven, which I think is, is coming back towards where it should be. The only way I think the Saints win this going away is if Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones turns the ball over. But look at their two wins, the Saints. Mac Jones, they took, it, they took it away from him, and they took it away from Aaron Rodgers. I don't think the Saints are great. I don't think they're a team that's going to blow people out unless they get a bunch of turnovers. And so far, now, it's, this is not his career, so it might go the other way soon. But there's four quarterbacks in the NFL that have played all three weeks and don't have an interception yet. Just four. It's Teddy Bridgewater. All right, he takes care of the ball. It's Russell Wilson. All right, he's great. It's Kirk Cousins, who we established yesterday, is playing really good football. And it's Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones, if he doesn't throw interceptions, I think the Giants are in this game. I I would take the Giants with the points, but I do like the the angle, Joe, that, that Aaron brought up, that this could be part of a tease. Uh, the theme of the week for me is there are a bunch of teams here that I should take. Like everything is telling you there's value in the line. But the question is, am I going to be able to pull the trigger at the end? Right. Let's go to the Bears game. Um, this is the one that has a favorite. State secrets are out there. Matt Nagy, he met the media Wednesday instead of Thursday, which was not the plan, but he couldn't send out his coordinators on Wednesday before setting things straight a little bit. 
He won't tell us who the play caller is. He won't say if he's a play caller or if Bill Lazor's a play caller. Why? Why are you hiding this? Is there an advantage to the opponent? Yeah, there is. Because if Matt Nagy's the play caller, they're celebrating over there in that Lions locker room. There, there is a, there's a big difference there. And we don't know which quarterback's going to be starting. Uh, the odds say it doesn't really matter which quarterback is starting. Maybe a half point. But I don't know that it's going to come off this key number of three here. I love betting on teams coming off their worst possible performance. The Bears are coming off their worst possible performance. The look ahead to uh, the current line moved a full three points. And we're not talking about a big quarterback injury. Maybe there's a quarterback injury with Fields and or Dalton, but that's not why the line moved. The line moved because the Bears look terrible, especially against good teams. It kind of reminds me of the spot that we already saw this year. On the road, more than touchdown underdogs at the Rams start the season on Sunday night fe- Sunday night football. They come home. I don't want to say they played well, but they did enough to beat the Bengals and cover the spread. Week three, similar, playing a Super Bowl contender in uh, last week in the Cleveland Browns on the road. Terrible. Lose by multiple scores. Wasn't even close. An all-timer. And uh, they're coming back home against a bad team. The worst team they played all year. And I get it if you want to support the Lions, if you just want to say the Bears should not be favored against an NFL team. I get that. I really don't have much to combat that, but we're going to get a much better effort. The defense has actually played well. They were playing well most of that game against Cleveland. They're number three in, in adjusted sack rate in the NFL. Detroit, interesting enough, is number four. Lions are dealing with a lot of injuries, including their best players on defense. They're going to play hard. But it's three. We like taking the Lions when they're getting seven or more. Do we like taking the Lions when they're only getting a field goal? I don't. I feel like I have to take the Bears. I don't know that I'm going to have the guts when we make all of our official plays tomorrow to take the Bears. Yeah, well, it would be gutsy. Uh, And you go back to that week two game, uh, and you mentioned that they came back and they played better and they did enough to cover against the Bengals and win that game. But it also took three interceptions from Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. I mean, and some of that was that the Bears forced it, so I'm not not giving them credit, but. Jared Goff, if he holds on to the football, I, I don't know how the Bears are generating enough Burrow. offense. No, no, I mean, now Goff is this week. Oh, today, today, correct. Right, so yeah. Burrow didn't hold on to the ball. Bears took advantage. They won that game. If Goff holds on to the ball, I don't know if the Bears are going to score enough points without the aid of, of the turnovers there, which, you know, Goff could give it up, so that's certainly possible. This is a weird game. I it mean, is. It's like you have to plug your nose either way. Like you, you're dropping points with the Bears who can't throw for 100 yards or you're taking the Lions on the road. Like it's not like you don't feel good about this game either way. Let me throw one at you guys that I think is maybe the – it's getting the least buzz of a really important early season game. How about Seattle at San Francisco? And I think the loser of this game's in some trouble here. So Seattle, you know, they won week one. And it's like, oh, all right, Seattle's good. We're let's just, you know, don't worry about Seattle. They're really good. They blow that game in week two to Tennessee. They go last week and they lose to Minnesota. Seattle's one and two. Seattle's one and two. Traveling to San Francisco. Do you know where, where their game is next week? It's back home on Thursday night against the Rams. If Seattle loses this game, they'll be one and three with the date against the Rams on a short week. And right now, Seattle, their pass defense is 27 to DVOA. They're 32nd in dropback success rate, 25th in dropback EPA. They're not they're not playing very well right now. Kirk Cousins tore them apart. I feel like this game is going to tell us everything about these two team seasons. And you know we're talking about over unders for wins. But like, see, I think Seattle's in real trouble if they lose this game. This has to feel like 
boy, they got to get right. I like Seattle because I just think there's more desperation here. And I think Russell Wilson getting points. Russell Wilson getting points. I'm getting the, I'm getting points with a better quarterback off of two straight losses. I feel like Seattle has to play better this week. In a division game, and now we're at three. We're not at two and a half like we were right. earlier in the week. I paused at two and a half, but now we're at three. I'm willing to take that dud at Minnesota and just kind of throw it out. Like You're going to get those once, once in a while. Don't want to overreact to that. But however, how are they trending? They had a lead against Titans, a multi-score right. lead. Then they let in Titans back in the game, and then they eventually lose in overtime. But San Francisco, are you impressed? Late loss last week. They let Rodgers go right down the field. He's done that to a lot of people, so I guess that's excusable. However, if you just put the season together, uh, let's go to the game against your Eagles. They had no business. San Francisco had no business winning that game the way they right. they played. That was the Eagles handing them the game, and they, and they gladly took it. And then at the end of the Lions game in week one, they let Detroit right back in the game. All of a sudden, people are sweating it. It was a one-possession game. At the end, I have not. I love the Niners coming into the season, and I know the injuries are piling up, but I have not been impressed with what they've done. I don't know how you can back them as a favorite right now against Seattle. So let me throw this at you because I, I think that you kind of look ahead here a little bit. Okay, so it's the 49ers Seahawks this weekend. The Rams have the Cardinals, and then this next, you know, a following week from now, it's the Rams Seahawks and it's the 49ers Cardinals. Are we looking up in a week and the, the Rams are in control of this division? Seahawks, Seahawks have to play the Niners. Then the 49ers play the Cardinals. If the Rams win these next two games, if the Rams win this weekend against the Cardinals and they beat the Seahawks, yeah. they could be two or they could be two, two and a half games up through week five. Yeah, but they'll have so many additional matchups down the road. But right. yeah, you're right. After this game, I could see Seattle and San Francisco both being two and two, but Arizona's right there too. Like, what do we know about but they Arizona? They play the Rams. Quite sure. Yeah, sure. right. Right. The Rams play them. Um, um, go ahead. I like Seattle's. I'm glad you went to this game. I I don't love the board this week. Here on Thursday morning, Seattle's one of my one of the plays I actually do feel pretty strong about. I do like Seattle getting a field goal. Aaron, what was your second game you want to throw there? Chiefs Eagles? Yeah, so I never thought I'd be saying this, but and I hate the phrase, but this is might be a must win for the Chiefs. Because if KC loses Ooh. and the Raiders or Broncos win. The Chiefs are already three games behind first place in the division. We're just talking about how tough the uh, Seahawks division is. This is tough, too. I mean, the Chiefs should win, but this actually could be closer than we expected before the season. Um, I just don't see how Patrick Mahomes uh, loses to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, and I don't think Andy Reid's going to let that happen to his former team either. Um, but this is a tough position for the Chiefs to be in you cannot lose this game so I think the Chiefs are another team I'm probably going to put in a teaser I'm also thinking maybe I should just do like a six-team teaser like Paul Aspen did but um this is a uh, another one that I'm looking at pairing in a teaser as the Chiefs that's a great teaser game yeah yeah it I feels agree. like the it feels like one of the teaser games for this week I mean look the Chiefs could cover this the, the way the Eagles have issues on their offensive line right now and their passing game has issues. It would not surprise me if the Chiefs do cover this, but we are dealing with a Chiefs team that just doesn't cover. I mean, they just don't cover. They haven't covered for what? It's twenty games now, basically. They're just on a on a run of not covering. Two two, two and games. twelve, two and twelve ATS last fourteen games. And that's significant. That's not. It's not just a couple weeks span. That's that's almost a whole year of not mm -hmm. covering. This is almost like the the right side of this is Chiefs minus the seven seven and a half. 
But you just feel like the teaser is just the easy way to go. I'd be shocked if the Eagles won this game. Shocked. I just don't yeah. think they're in a spot right now to go win the game. The Chiefs' last multi-score win was Week 8, 2020, against the Jets. Okay? And so that's what you're asking them to do for the most part, unless it ends up falling 8 and you covered the 7.5. Right. Andy Reid revenge game. you got a bunch of stuff going on here. But um, <laughs> let me ask you this. I think we've learned after three weeks that the Falcons are one of the worst teams in the National Football League. And if you look at some of these stats offensively for Philadelphia, a lot of that goes back to that first week. Sure. That's how overall they end up looking pretty good. Now, if we just look at the last two games uh, on Monday night against the Cowboys and two weeks ago against San Francisco, you've got to remove that defensive touchdown. So now we're talking about 25 points over the course of eight quarters. Not the best defenses in the world with the state of the Niners and, of course, the Cowboys. I don't see how the Eagles can catch up, even though they're going against a horrendous defense. They were going against a bad defense on Monday in the Cowboys, and they only had two touchdowns. Yeah, I think the problem with the Eagles is not that they can't move the ball. Their yards per play are still, are still good on Monday. Like It's the detail stuff, right? The red zone, turnovers, coaching. They're just they're lacking in those areas. And when you're playing the Chiefs, you got to play – buttoned up to have a chance to win the game this could it could get ugly it could get ugly. if if we didn't have this chief's trend of not covering these large numbers wouldn't everything be pointing to yes. you, this is a they're not losing three in a row pat mahomes not losing three in a row this is going to be just a blowout right yeah I, I totally agree this would be everyone would be on the chiefs the trend is the other way but here's what i'll say about the eagles and why i wouldn't feel comfortable taking them with the points right now they, they don't have their strength. Their offensive line is down their left tackle. It's down their right guard. And it's down their left guard. So, like, if the Eagles were at full strength up front, you could say, all right, they're going to run the football. Hurts is going to run it for 100 yards. They'll keep the game tight. They'll hold the football. You might be able to cover this. <laughs> like, how are they going to play the way they need to play to keep this game close? It's, just, it's a bad spot. And, Aaron, I, you said it's a must win. Whatever phrase you want to use, it is. Like, the Chiefs really can't lose this game. They go to one and three in that division – they oh might gosh. not win the division. Like they have to almost run the table, or you know, win. I don't know, nine out of ten to, to have a, to make sure they can win the division. That'd be a lot to ask. They have uh, to win. Let me let me throw one at you. Another one. It's one of these games where I'm probably supposed to bet it, but I don't really want to. I don't know if mm -hmm. I'll be able to pull the trigger. <laughs> the numbers down to seven from seven and a half. So the market agrees with me early in the week that hey, it shouldn't be that high. Jets. Yep. Is that where you thought I was going? Yeah, I knew, I knew it. I took it yeah. in lightning bets yesterday. I took him seven and a half, but they lost Marcus May, the safety. He went out yesterday that officially, so that hurts a little bit against a good offense. But Julio, Julio's got a leg injury. Right. A.J. Brown's dealing with a hamstring. Watch those injury reports over the next couple of days. Number 27, total DVOA, the Titans. The Jets are bad. They're worse than the Titans, but are they getting a touchdown worse, you know? I just, yeah, I should probably take the Jets, but I don't know that I can take the Jets. I'm going to take one, the Jets. One quick note there. I mean, Zach Wilson went against the Panthers defense, Bill Belichick, and Vic Fangio to start the season. So can't great start note. any tougher. That's a, That's great, a great point. point. That's from PFF Brad on Twitter. So Bounce back. Maybe for bet Zach Wilson off its rookie of the year. Thank you. <laughs> I'll do that. And in this game, bounce back for the Jets. Coming up, Ed Egros of FanDuel on week four in the NFL. Becky Adeli presented by FanDuel Sports right here on the Becky All Network.